from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Fight for Good podcast. We're coming to you from our fourth floor here in our production side, our studios, we want to kind of say it here, at National Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It's a beautiful fall day on the outside. The sun is shining, but the sun is shining right here in this room. So we have a couple folks here to my left, our editorial director. Greetings. Good to be with you again. And and your name? Jeff Jeff McDonald. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) And our editorial assistant? Michelle Katsaris. Good to see you. And over there, working whatever magic she's doing, putting everything together, our producer, Elizabeth. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going super well. Now, before we started today, you wanted to make sure we wanted to have your mic unmuted, right? Yeah. Because you just wanted to speak the whole time. Exactly. Because you have things to tell us. I have so many things I can tell you. I know you So many useless facts I could just spew. You know, I was just telling as as we were starting to to roll here, I'm kind of like mentally kind of worn out, wiped out today because I've been writing a lot of stuff, trying to work under some uh, deadlines. Is that kind of like a natural thing for a writer? That's a a leading question right there. Yeah. Yes. I'll (laughs) say yes. (laughs) Well, it reminds me of, you know, T.S. Eliot said, writing is easy. Just sit down and open a vein. And open a vein. I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's, It's hard work. Writing is, you know, really thinking. And, uh, you know, putting the logic together and in a way that communicates. So, yeah, it's hard work. I, I don't think people understand how, how difficult it is, really, because you you have to kind of be in a flow and then you have to think about a lot of different things. And I was working on a few articles and I know I asked for your pushback and your feedback on on one of them in particular. And it was actually probably probably the hardest article I've written in a while. Uh, and it's for January. So don't we don't want to kind of talk about it too much but you said something that I thought was kind of interesting is like when we're writing for war cry sort of things we have to remember we're writing in a magazine style could could you kind of explain that a little bit well we're looking for a, a good cadence and rhythm in the writing so we're not bogging the reader down with too much detail but keeping their attention flowing um, with a staccato pace when necessary and a slower pace when necessary so that uh, the information is quick and there is takeaway with the information for the reader's sake. We're always keeping the reader in mind. Yeah, and, and it's our approach when we're, when we're reading a magazine. We, we do read it from a, uh, almost like a skimming mindset, at least when, I'm, when I am. I'm just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. like, kind of like skimming through it. And, and uh, we're, we're interested in, in what our readers have to say. And we've gotten, we, we have a new feature in the War Cry. We're, we're putting some more letters to the editor in, in this issue. Oh, we, indeed, we, we look forward to getting more feedback from our readers and their opinions and, and reactions, yes. Well, the fall is upon us, and we're, um, we felt the temperatures change here locally and wherever you're at listening to our podcast. We hope that uh, the autumn season is finding you in, in good spirits and in good health. Um, for us in the Northern Hemisphere, the winter is coming uh, for sure, but um, there's always hope in the, in the seasons that we enjoy. I, I particularly enjoy the fall season. Michelle, is, is 
fall your thing or are you more spring or no i hate hot weather so fall i love fall and winter only when it snows though if it's cold and there's no snow i feel like i've been gypped <laughs> so you know what i, I feel like gypped weather. is is like when i'm out of town and there's a snow day here. oh yeah well you know my first week i only had to come to work like two days because you guys follow OPM. Right. And so then it was like a bunch of snow days. And I was like, do I even work? Like, And Jeff wasn't here. So it was just like the easiest first week ever. And that's after we delayed your coming. I know. <laughs> Not to mention that. Yeah, we won't we won't mention that Michelle was hired like last July. I know. And she showed up in January. Well, but... like my one year is coming up. And I'm like, and you guys are talking about doing like decorations at the door. I'm like, well, that's when my interview was. And when, yeah. when you guys did Christmas decorations was that week. Oh, because Sharon was like, oh, yeah, we do a competition. So that's when my interview was but my one year isn't until the end of January it's interesting you bring that up because I, I was thinking about that too I've I've kind of going into a, a, a year of sorts it was about this time last year that I moved from the other building over to here and had the privilege to kind of shadow our previous editor-in-chief Colonel Alan Satterley and yeah it's amazing how quickly this year has gone by and all of the different things that that I've, I've learned personally well it's so energizing We're, we get to deal with such great material and you know, put it together, hopefully cogently, so that readers can uh, gain from it. Well, and I've been excited about the staff that we've brought on, and two right here with uh, Elizabeth and Michelle, uh, the, the contributions that they've made. Uh, Michelle specifically to the magazine with the interviews that you've been doing. and I have another uh, one on Monday. Do you really? Yeah. That, that's fantastic. And you know, I gave you that challenge of, that center spread, do something with that, and and you've really taken that to task, and so I, I I appreciate that, and I hope our readers appreciate that. I know that Jeff has. Even. Oh yes, I, you know I think um, your versatility is a great asset to us, and uh, the content of the millennial pages are, are certainly uh, worthwhile as we look to uh, bridge the gap between generations. Well, I think also, as we're just sharing the kudos around the table. I can't with her faces. Like, oh, she makes me laugh. <laughs> you She's have so to know. expressive. You can't, you, can't see, you can't see how animated Elizabeth is. I'm obnoxious with my face. No, I, I love it, though. Thank you. Because we're just sitting here talking, and then I look over, and you've got, like, the biggest smile, and I can't help but to laugh, so I need to, like, not look at you. you no, know, I, I, over the years, I mean, I've worked in all kinds of different situations with all kinds of different employees, and I have never, ever met such a positive oh encouraging person as elizabeth thank you i think all of us kind of sense that how'd you live she's I mean, too nice she's she too says, nice i can be nice. me you don't believe me your energy ex is exhausting <laughs> for you. us you know mm -hmm. but i just wanted to say you know not only with the podcast um but other things that you're doing behind the scenes just helping us with the social media, how when you came into the seat, we um, started expanding the webpage. Mm -hmm. You've been building that out. Tell, um, and, and putting obviously the podcast <laughs> together, the digital, we, we filmed a little digital short today. We did. Crew yeah. Foley's a rock star. Well, you, yeah, well, you know, everybody knows <laughs> or that. Or a movie star. I mean, yeah, it's a well, film project. Everybody, everybody knows that. I hit the big screen, you know. You do. I go crazy and just actually hit big screens. But, I, I wanted I wanted you to say something because um, you know we're trying to grow our podcast audience mm -hmm. and people are a few people yeah. not a lot but a few people are subscribing to Love us that. and mm -hmm. and we're seeing that but you've just put 
a new feature on our website on on how to how to handle the the podcast. Mm-hmm. You want to talk a little bit? Yeah. About so that? how to find, listen to, and subscribe to podcasts, both on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Right. So we have a lovely step by step tutorial. Whether you're using your phone, your tablet, your computer, PC, Mac, doesn't matter. It's all there. And we got, I got a nice email the other mm-hmm. day from one of our National Advisory Board members, uh, Tom Holt. And Ooh. anybody that know, is around Tom knows that he's very in, infectious and he, he loves Jesus. And he just wanted to find out how to, how to get this podcast. And oh, yeah. So hopefully, Tom, you're listening to it now. And, we, and Elizabeth was able to guide you to the right way. But I'm very excited about what we're doing with the podcast. And, and you're in process right now of producing one that should be dropping soon besides this one. Before this one, actually. Yeah. It'll be already up there about the Omaha floods. So we're doing individual. We're yes. starting to drop some individual. Mm-hmm. Some breakouts. Yeah. Yeah. So how's that going for you? Are you excited about that? Is that an easy process? Definitely exciting. A little <laughs> it's it's kind of hard. It's time consuming, but it, it's fun. Yeah, because yeah, we're giving you we're giving you the audio files, right? And, yeah, and mm-hmm. probably very little guidance. It's a lot to condense into like a sixty minute format. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but it's great. It's fun. Yeah. Wait, well, can I make a comment off that? Sure. Okay. So again, mom, turn off turn off the podcast. <laughs> okay. So last time we talked, I was telling you guys about the videos and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it on Final Cut Pro. And I was telling Jeff earlier, everyone speaks at different volumes. Yes. And then also there's background music to it that I have. And so having to play with different people's qualities and like sounds, I mean, there's so many cut ups if you look at the system because like this person might be at a volume 10, Mm -hmm. but then this person had to make a negative three. And then the music behind that is like a plus 12 or like a minus five, like finding the balance. So if I'm just doing one video and it's taking me weeks to do it, I can't believe Elizabeth is doing like two podcasts in a month because it's tedious. It's a lot of work. It's a lot it's of work. It's a lot of work. But that's that Pepperdine education at work. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we want yeah. we want to give a shout out to Malibu. Because you're a long way from Malibu. I am. <laughs> Only 2,000 miles. Not too bad. <laughs> that's great. I mean, when when we were talking about this kind of stuff before, we just you know, spin in ideas. I, I never, I never envisioned some of the places that we're going, mm-hmm. which to me is, it's, it's very exciting. It's almost too exciting. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to stroke out here, but no, no, we have to pace ourselves certainly, but, but it's interesting that the uh, Salvation Army can address the culture as it is and interact with it and um, give advice about it and input so that to help people in their in their daily walk. Well, I think it's important too for us not to be static. I mean, um, we, we can be entrenched in our, our wonderful, glorious past, which is which is fantastic. And mm-hmm. that's not saying anything negative, or uh, because I know Elizabeth, that's the biggest thing you have like on our social media. People mm-hmm. love Salvation Army history. Oh yeah, that's number know. one always. But the problem is, is if we if we just stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We're not creating new history. We're not creating things that are going on, you know, right, right now. And the army has a good perspective to share, yeah. uh, it, it, to reach into this culture and, and share its mission and its values and its perspective. And that's the privilege that 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 we get. I mean, we're we're kind of under this pressure uh, to to put together these magazines and to put together these podcasts and and <clears throat> interviews and, and and whatnot. But it's a good sort of pressure and it's a it's a good thing because we have a good story to tell i'm excited about that um 
side note, just like what's really interesting is Colonel Fuller, you always push about like just take the war cry and put it somewhere, leave it at the doctors or something like that because the whole purpose is just get it in people's hands. Well, with our new reply card entry database we have, um, I'm actually having to like to read them and like actually get the right details from them and um, put it into the system. And I'm noticing there's a couple that stopped me today. No, like three. One person found the war cry at a Walmart just like randomly. Wow. One person found it in the trash and took it out. It was like a like they were like homeless and they they found it in the trash and it stuck with them and then they did a business they did the reply card and then the other person found one just randomly in the road. That's that's that, very very interesting. Right? It just it's just interesting because it's like okay, most people like chaplains or churches or a thrift store, but these three answers just stuck out to me cuz they were so specific and it was like it really did just land in the right hands. And like, who knows how it got there? Well, that's, that's our prayer. Yeah. That's our hope. That, that, that God uses it where that's it's our needed. Hope. I thought yeah. you would like that. Cause no, you talk about leaving the war no, cry places. I, I, do. <laughs> I mean, it, the, it, and it's not necessarily because it wasn't the war cry that God used to, you know, open my heart to him, but it was, it was written word like that. It was a gospel track. And I know that there's people that, that were, there's a very small percentage of people but but you know the things that we're talking about it's in in theological terms we're talking about the the living word of god i mean this is this is not just us kind of putting adjectives together and you know making sure that we're crossing the t's and dotting the i's this is this is kind of divine work i i guess the other thing that gets discouraging to me a little bit is when i'll have people or we'll, we'll get people in they d- they just want to keep reducing their subscription order and 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 then what do they do with the war cry? Some of them just just throw it away. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe we we're looking at this wrong. And I, I think for us, we want to keep giving voice to the people that um, are doing unique things with the war cry, or they're actually they, they, like Michelle was saying, we get we're getting the feedback of people finding the war cry in a in a Walmart for all places. And who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and it's making a difference for them. It's resonating with them on some level. Uh, and we, you know, traditionally have been dependent upon our core officers and officers on the front lines mm-hmm. to be the, the marketers, distributors for the work, right? And we so appreciate all the efforts that go into it. Um, those people at the front lines are so very busy in ministry. But there are outlets for the war cry and publications that can be used from thrift stores to ARCs to doctor's offices to libraries. Uh, it just uh, takes some uh, imagination to uh, use to distribute it locally. And I, I think we could assure our listeners and our readers on this end that we're trying to be very organic and we're trying to be um, sensitive to kind of like impressions that we feel how the Lord is leading us on topics that we're trying to cover, the relevancy of things. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, readers are going to see, not to give it all away, but you're going to see some some significant changes in, in, in 2020 uh, in this regard, we're we're hoping that the magazine isn't just something that comes in a box, and it just kind of sits there in a Salvation Army unit, but it actually kind of comes out, and people are looking. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, this Sunday, uh, after this is already posted. But my wife and I are are going to um, Kentucky, and we're going to go to the Lexington Corps on Sunday, and they actually use the War Cry in their young adult Sunday school. And they've been telling me about how they do it, so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what it is they do. You know how they how they just use that material. So, 
Yes, so that's that's certainly our perspective. <laughs> well, we would encourage our readers to uh, you know give us your feedback. Um, you can tweet at us. Uh, some of you, uh, some of our faithful readers are, are, or listeners or people that I know, and they, they send a lovely text now and then or a Facebook message or something like that. But we hope to expand our listening audience, and we hope that you will um, be blessed in, and by the magazine and that you'll continue to be ambassadors for Christ using uh, the War Cry magazine uh, wherever you go uh, in your day-to-day world. All right, well, let's uh, talk a little bit about the November issue, which uh, is at press, and we're, we're very excited to have a, a lot of different features in this one. Jeff, why don't you talk to us a little bit about some of the things that we're doing, um, highlighting this beautiful new movie that's going to come out uh, on Thanksgiving, I think right around Thanksgiving weekend, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I had the privilege of seeing a screening of that movie, and I must say they captured the essence of uh, Fred Rogers' extremely well and uh, I had the privilege of also interviewing Amy Hollingsworth who wrote the book The Simple Faith of Mr. Rogers Spiritual Insights from the World's Most Beloved Neighbor Neighbor. and she made the point that um, what Fred Rogers represented is still so crucial um, sorely needed in our world today he was a very dedicated man to things like reconciliation and kindness and friendship and treating people with dignity. He's uh, One of his uh, phrases uh, that comes through in the movie is that whatever is mentionable is manageable. He was such an advocate for children dealing in healthy ways with anger. And we certainly see anger in our world today, whether it be represented in the media or in mass shootings, um, et cetera. But certainly his perspective on the individual being encouraged and uh, not repressed in their emotions, but allowed to express it and find ways to sublimate it and all to the glory of God is, uh, is such a pertinent message. And he was such an unusual man. Amy Hollingsworth uh, started was a deep, a dear friend of his. She got an interview with him because she wrote an article to him telling him about an article somebody had written about their psychobabble in the neighborhood because he was criticized at the time for being um, you know, an advocate of the feel-good um, psychology movement that whatever you do is, uh, is okay. That was not what he was about at all. And he, w- one of his attributes that Amy really respected was his ability to be, his insistence on being honest, on being who he was and nothing more and nothing less, and accepting others in that same vein. So we certainly recommend the movie, but he has much to impart to us today, I think. There's very few books that I'll sit and read in one setting, but Amy's book, it came in uh, my Amazon Prime um, recommended reading this year, she wrote this book several years ago, but I remember I, I was very excited about this book, and I, I came back and kind of was giddy like a little kid and said, you know, we need we need to get in touch uh, with this author and, yeah. and talk a little bit more about it. And you found Amy just incredibly gracious, and we're creating a separate podcast mm-hmm. on on your interview okay. with Amy Amy Hall. It's worthwhile. Yeah. yeah, it's worthwhile. Yeah. Um, she uh, saw 
Fred Rogers, he explains Fred Rogers uh, thought that um, the space between the television and the viewer was holy ground and that he prayed daily for the Holy Spirit to lead him in what to say to touch people's lives. So we can relate that in the communications business that we're in. Yeah, We yeah. feel the same way. We do know that there's a generation that was not raised, and, I, and I'm making the assumption for our, our two young ladies here, did you guys watch Fred Rogers growing up? Because I, I don't think it was... My mom watched it. Your mom watched it. Yeah, she loved him. I'm I'm just trying to remember when my kids were little, they, it was still running on PBS, mm-hmm. but it was more of the, the repeats. It was the tail end. I think it ran until like 2001. Yeah. So, yeah. I know one of my friends um, from college loved him, though. I was telling her about it, and she was like, oh, my gosh, that was like my favorite show. So yeah. it's interesting. So I, I know that there is a the, – the younger generation is, is now kind of discovering a little bit about – um, who who Fred was? Um, I I put something in our editorial the experience that my wife and I had when we uh, gave him a tour of the first uh, Croc Center in San Diego. He was invited by Joan Croc to speak at, at the dedication of the building. And I know you asked his wife a few questions about their relationship with Joan Croc. Oh yeah, she was. Uh, they were good friends of Joan Croc, and uh, she actually knew her during the, her latter years and toward the just before her death and shared the affinity that Fred Rogers and Joan had for developing young people and giving them healthy outlets well they and, were both potential big. Joan was huge into reconciliation and and peace and uh, coming to you know how learning yeah. how to live with one another with our differences mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, I think that's kind of like one of one of the messages, underlying messages of our war cry is, we're not we're not trying to take stands on all kinds of different things and, you know, um, draw a line in the sand here or here or here, but to you know really learn to be an ambassador of God's love and and, and as the Jesus said, you know, blessed are the peacemakers. She built these uh, peace centers. One was at the University of San Diego, and the other one was at um, uh, Notre Dame. And I know that that was something that Fred was interested in, too. So, yeah, it's, it's, we recommend the movie, then, for people who are not familiar with Fred Rogers' story um, to, to learn more about him. He's almost a countercultural figure now. He, remember, he, he saw on TV people throwing pies at each other, and he thought that was such a waste of the medium which is why he got into it in the first place. Yeah, he, d- he did it a different way. And, and we understand that Tom Hanks, you know, the joke is, you know, Tom, Hank can, Tom Hanks can play anybody in America. But apparently Oscar Buzz is on this movie. Um, and we, there's, some, uh, there's a website that you can go where you can get more information about the movie and how to share uh, information, um, not just for the movie itself, but... Um, Bible studies and, and, and discussions, and, and we, I think we give a, a little shout-out to that in the, um, we in, do. In the War Cry. We list it there, and also the extended interview will be online. And here's Jeff's conversation with Joanne Rogers, the wife of Mr. Fred Rogers. I, ha- I had a great interview with Amy Hollingsworth, also, so. Um, oh yes, I know Amy. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. 
And uh, I asked her what uh, you, she thought I should ask you, since she uh, knows you folks pretty well. She said, well, may, uh, you know, what was it like to live with uh, Fred Rogers? So there's a question for you. I think it was okay. <laughs> I think it was just just fine. It uh-huh. was just, you know, it's not easy to live with anybody. And but particularly, it's not easy to live with me. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we both up with a lot. <laughs> right. As right. any marriage does. As any marriage does. Yes, but, of um, course, of but, course. But I certainly do miss him a lot. And uh, so I, I, I hope that I, I hope at least. Uh, that I appreciated him somewhat while he was here. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I'm could, sure you and did. And that he knew it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were at the dedication of the first Salvation Army Croc Center in San Diego in 2002. Both you okay, and. I was just about to up in a short while. Julie, yes, dear you, Joan. Yes. It was a wonderful occasion. Yes. And uh well, but and it was so sad that Joan didn't live to see a lot of a lot of lot more after that. She died very soon after that. She did. Uh, and she even yes. knew I think that she her time was limited when she, she certainly uh, did. Yeah, gave the army such a generous donation. And that was the first crux center and now there's twenty six across the country. So, oh, that's marvelous! Isn't that something? That yeah. is marvelous. Yeah, and we I'm referred. I'm so happy. Yeah. Now, how did you um, meet Joan? Fred went to speak for a, uh, a convention of McDonald's, and this was after uh, Ray Kroc died, uh, uh-huh. and Joan was a widow by this time. Um, and she she went to that she was at that convention and I think maybe she wanted him to I think she was the one who asked him to speak oh, yes okay. and he was at our table and um and 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 they just hit it off wonderfully and mm-hmm. and then uh Fred and I both w- were in touch with her and I I was in touch with her after Fred died and uh, we saw each other, um, and I saw her very soon before she was ill. Oh. Didn't get back during that time, but uh, but it wasn't very long. But she didn't. Yeah. She didn't survive very long after the diagnosis. That's true. Uh, she yeah. saw in the army um, someone. Uh, well, and so someone who cares for young people, as did Fred Rogers, and who wanted to develop them and see them develop. I think that was part of their affinity for one another. Yes. Yes, yeah. I think so. So um, now I, I've seen the movie, and it's extraordinary, and I'm sure you're hearing that a lot. Uh, I, I'm amazed at how well they captured the persona of your husband. Yes, I am too. 
I, I mean, too. I, I mean, delighted. kudos to the writers. I thought the writers did a marvelous job. I think they did also. Now, you gave an introduction um, at the screening, which I thought was powerful. Do you remember exactly what you said? I thought it was just sort of a welcome, and um, and then I said uh, that that I thought Fred would have would have really been delighted with Tom in this role, um, because he was such a huge fan of Tom Hanks. Uh huh. Yeah. What? Um, how did you meet? We met in college. Uh, at Rollins mm. in Florida. I grew up in Florida. Okay. And, and went and, and I majored in music and piano and uh, continued my piano work for all of my life it's until arthritis decided to <laughs> take over. And um, Fred uh, also majored in music. He majored in comp- music composition. And in um, and he also had a major in, Fr- in, in French, in French literature. Mm. Well, yeah. So he uh, yes, one of the things Fred thought about in those days uh, that he mentioned to me uh, along the years there, uh, he thought it might be interesting to do uh, to go into the diplomatic service. I think well, he would have been very good at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, that was that was an early thing, a fairly early thing. Then, of course, then he saw television for the first time and and became a pioneer in trying to make it better. Yeah, what a what a wonderful uh, prospect he saw there for television, and how yeah. offended he was by the mediocrity of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what do you hope is the lasting impression that people take away from the movie? Well, I, I hope I hope they might think that kindness sometimes works both ways, and and it's a it's a it's a real habit kindness is I think I think that kindness is something that that boomerangs back at you sometimes not always <laughs> yeah not always but but I but I would hope that that people would just maybe think twice before they say an, an unkind thing directly to a person And that was Jeff's interview with Joanne Rogers. Michelle, let's talk a little bit about uh, the center spread. Uh, What what do you have in the November feature for us? Yeah, so I interviewed um, this Christian blogger. Her name is Johnny Parsons. Not Joni, Johnny. Um, But yeah, no, I found her, um, honestly, like I said, just Googling her and what really caught my attention is that she actually owns her own marketing agency. It's called Sunday Morning Marketing. 
and the Sunday morning is like a play on words to like, you know, church, you go to church on Sunday morning and then her Christian blog. Um, yeah. And so I decided to make the topic about money because I just think that's finances in general with millennials are really important. Um, I don't think everyone has the same like mindset when it comes to finances, which is fine. But I also think it's because, um, schooling, like we weren't really like my mom taught me how to write a check, not the school. Like there wasn't really a finance class or accounting or anything like that in high school, really, um, that taught me just about finances and student loans and all this stuff. Um, and then with that, there's been multiple studies that say millennials aren't buying homes or like engagement rings. And they're like, because they don't want it. It's like, no, it's because most of us can't afford it. Like, you know, the, our pay to like how much a house is, is just kind of, you know, not equaling out like it kind of was a few decades ago. But um, so I just thought she'd be like the perfect person to interview. Um, and her husband actually is a CPA, which I didn't know that. So that kind of worked out really nicely. But yeah, so I just went into depth and I just asked her questions about like, do you think, like, why do you think millennials treat money this way? What was your view as, you know, someone going from like college to like adulthood? What were some things that you found very important to remember? Um, her favorite apps when it comes to like saving and investing money? just tips that she had well I, I i like the idea that you're you're looking for things um that are very practical and very um you know can and enhance the life of of our readers mm-hmm. i mean those principles that she's talking about there are not they're obvious they're obviously they're not just for millennials right of course people but especially because i think her it started at a young age for her and millennials aren't you know 18 19 anymore we're you know, late 20s, early 30s. 40s. Yeah, that's still stuff that we apply, you know, today. Like, she's a year younger than me, and she's teaching me something. So that was, you know, it it doesn't matter what age you are. You can always transform your finances, and I think that's important no matter what age. And my biggest thing is when I look to interview someone, if I can't learn anything from them, I don't think readers are going to learn anything from them. And I learned a lot. So you're our filter. I mean, if if you're not learning anything, it's not going to go in that section. Yeah. So it's, no, this was a really, really good interview. I mean, I was taking notes. I asked her to repeat things. I was like, wait, what is that called? Like, she was very informative. um, And her whole interview, you know, we only get to like a couple good questions in the magazine, but her whole interview is online. um, And you can read it. And we'll be making a separate (laughs) podcast on that, right, Elizabeth? Sure, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I whatever mean, you say, boss. <laughs> That's so so she's so positive. Before we get back to the conversation with Colonel Foley, I just want to take a moment to talk about Peer Magazine. Peer is a Salvation Army youth publication for 16 to 22 year olds. By addressing topics related to faith, community, and culture, Peer ignites a conversation that deepens biblical perspective, faith, and holy living. Peer is a monthly magazine that comes directly to your mailbox for free almost every month. Just visit peermag.org to subscribe. Again, that's peermag.org. In the November issue, we uh, feature an interview with Candace Cameron Burr, who is the uh, chairperson for this year's mm-hmm. Kettle Campaign. Mm-hmm. And she has learned firsthand by visiting Army sites what the Army is doing and just very practical ways from teaching uh, kids nutritional meals and how to make them to helping people with addictions. She's seen it firsthand and is encouraging people to give accordingly. 
and I know that she is was announced that she's one of the key speakers uh, at the um, Salvation Army's National uh, uh, Advisory uh, Organizations Conference (NAOC) in Chicago in this April. So mm -hmm. that, that'll be good. There's something else happening with the kettles this year too. Would you you want to address that? There's a little yeah. interesting thing, te yeah. technological thing happening. Yeah, there's a, an Apple Pay feature that that'll appear on the uh, signage for doing the most good at the kettle where someone can just hold up their phone be connected to the donation site right away and uh, do the electronic transfer so it's an easy way to uh, give to the to the cause now there have been officers and and other uh, employees and other people advisory board members out there that have been attempting to work on this uh, technology for for quite some time they've tried all kinds of different uh, ways, but uh, th they're very excited. This was rolled out at the recent National Advisory Board meetings in Milwaukee, uh, and the way that they were demonstrating it, it's it's phenomenal. It it it's very simple, and those uh, the the generation that was born with cell phones in their hands will be able to navigate right away for it. But even those of us that are, that are not, I mean, it's 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 pretty exciting. Oh, it's very exciting, and it's right uh, where the uh, whole transaction industry is going. So we, we, both online and in our November issue, we um, have more information in regards to that. And as we are gearing up for our, our incredibly uh, busy uh, holiday season, uh, once again, our, our encouragement to the officers and soldiers, employees and volunteers uh, that are out there doing the most good uh, day in and day out, um, know that uh, you're prayed for uh, here in publications and uh, we want to hear your stories we want to hear what's happening uh, in your parts of the country uh, with your your giving and um, the the people that uh, that you're excited about I'm going to a Christmas kettle kickoff in Everett Washington uh, right after Thanksgiving at a at a hockey game I'm very excited about that I just found out about that today so there's all kinds of interesting things. Elizabeth. That you, is so exciting. You like hockey. No. <laughs> I don't understand hockey, but I love the idea of a kickoff. And the yeah. kettle kickoff seems super fun. Oh, my goodness. Is it going to be on the, ice? That, well, I, I get to start out in the middle of the I don't the know. Ring. I volunteered to stand at a kettle someplace so with fun. all those hockey fans or whatever. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. The Salvation Army does all these different unique things at, at the holiday season. And I think the, the kind of the... The culmination of, of uh, Candace Cameron Burr is uh, Giving Tuesday, where the Today Show, she'll be on the Today Show, and I'll be talking about that. We also know that the traditional uh, Thanksgiving Day kickoff at the, the Dallas Cowboys game is, is going on again. But they always keep it real secret. Like, they, they wait until, like, the, the week or two weeks before. Or you're looking, maybe you know. Yeah, that, no, I, 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 I'm waiting in anticipation, yeah. yeah. We, we were we were trying to coordinate uh, I've been trying to coordinate that with the, the community relations department but you know some of some of that things there's all kinds of different you know parts moving down there with with that so yeah there's a lot of uh, contracts that need to be signed etc yeah well I like to be surrounded by a, a team of individuals who will do whatever it takes to get the job done and this this was a total team effort lots of people stepping up and and filling in the cracks at the last minute. Yeah, and Elizabeth handled our Candace Cameron Burr piece. I did. As an example. Oh. She's awesome. Well, did you ever watch the show growing yes. up? Yes. <laughs> uh, I think 
I did. Damn. I know her more from Dancing with the Stars, to be honest. <laughs> but I know she's awesome. She's DJ. Dancing with the Stars. I. She was a finalist. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I know. A couple years ago. A couple years ago. She didn't take home the mirror ball, but that's okay. The mirror ball. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know this stuff, Jeff? <laughs> Are you familiar with I've, this? I've, I've glanced at it a few times because that's... <laughs> On at my home sometimes. Yes. 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 It's yes. okay. Don't be ashamed. And it's remarkable. It's I mean, the athleticism, <laughs> the skill of those mm-hmm. dancers is just amazing. Yeah, it hurts my back. <laughs> hurts my back. Let's see what they do. Michelle, you got anything working? Working on anything? I know you're over November. <laughs> but you, you're in transition too, in a, in a little way, because you're. Your job's changing a little bit. Yeah. But, no, but, Jeff already told me I have to figure out pagination for January. Well, there he you go. He was like, this has to be done today. There you go. And what is, what, okay. is, what is that big $10 word you just said? Pagination. Yeah. Did yeah. I say it right? Yes. <laughs> Don't ask me to spell it, though. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's, um, it's basically the layout of the magazine. So it's just like what's on page one, what's on page two, what's on page three. Um, because it's very, you know, there's a method behind the madness that most people don't realize sometimes. So just trying to like organize everything and make sure that you know certain topics stay together and certain articles stay together and so it, it looks flows. good. It's yeah. The, it's the grid. Yeah. That's that's what I call the grid. Yeah. When we have that. Elizabeth, what are you working on? Anything? Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of podcasts. And more podcasts. More podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't you like Recording a podcast and finding out that you got to do more stuff. I do. It's refreshing, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, so it's like when you like drive home, do you like not listen to podcasts then because you're so over it by the end of the day? I go in listening to podcasts, but then I come back singing. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I do the same mm-hmm. thing. I like to bust a loose in the car. So. Really? I do. Well, we appreciate you all uh, hanging in with us today. We, we kind of were hopping all over the place, but this uh, podcast comes with a, a lot of love and appreciation especially to those of you in our listening audience that uh, work and breathe and do all kinds of things for the Salvation Army. You're, you continue to do the most good and you're fighting, fighting for good. And we hope that you'll continue to listen, give us your feedback, download, and tell your friends. If you don't know how to download, you can go to thewarcry.org. We've got um, instructions there for you um, on how to, how to get to our podcast because we're on several platforms, right? I we mean, are. We're all over the place. Yep. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and then YouTube as well. All, all, of, yeah. all, all of that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we want to do wanna, we want to make one more pitch uh, before we go. We've got a new book coming out uh, that should be, by the time this podcast comes out, I think those books should be at our, uh, at our centers. You want to talk a little bit about that? Christmas Breakthrough by Commissioner Phil Needham is an Advent devotional book uh, that uh, we have brought to press after a lot of editing and work and looking forward to having people have it in time for the Christmas season, uh, for the Advent season. Uh, It should be, we hope to have it in its locations by November 15th. Just in time for Advent. Just in time. For the Advent Season. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to it. I think that's going to be a, a really, really good book uh, and a real beneficial book for lots of people. And I, th- I think getting back to our earlier conversation about the discipline of writing, part of, part of it, of, of, the, of the whole discipline of writing is just keep writing. Keep writing. Deal with the rejection because it's going c- to come there. Have, you know, find good people that will give you feedback and that will help you, you know, uh, become a better writer. That's what I appreciate 
why I, I appreciate you, Jeff, because I can give you a document and I can I feel like I learned something about myself in how to approach a subject and, and make it readable uh, for for people. Yeah, it's, it's the same for all of us. And we remember that, you know, God is the God of the word and we have a great appreciation for the word. And if there's a word burning in your heart, a story you have to tell, uh, insight you have to share, don't keep it to yourself, but use this medium to uh, help us get it out there. Well, that's going to be the end of uh, this episode of Fight for Good. We encourage you to subscribe to us wherever you can listen to the podcast and, and uh, share with your friends. And, you know, your moms. This is definitely a mom-friendly podcast. I think so. Dads, we, too. We, we mm-hmm. Definitely moms and dads. Well, and don't forget to follow us on, on The War Cry. And also, we we, uh, we don't want to forget Peer Magazine. We're right. Peer is rocking. Keeps rocking. Peer just is just growing all over the place. We're so excited about this. And we're a little jealous, you know? I'm a little jealous <gasps> of the mm-hmm. kids over there. Because they're the general it's keeps tweeting them and but they're doing a great job. Captain Pam is just amazing yes. and, and uh, we hope to have her in real soon. We're going to be interviewing her on one of our podcasts right. and um, we'll talk about that. It's a great story, yeah. But we're on all the, the natural places you all go, love to go. Facebook, as the kids say, IG. Right? Ooh, Instagram. All right, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Pinterest. We're not on Snapchat. We're not on Snapchat. We're not TikTok. But the young TikTok? bucks over there, Peer, they just got on TikTok. Did they get on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Which no. I, I'm so intrigued by TikTok. Yeah, but I think we're not hyper enough. We're not young enough. We'll see. <laughs> well, with that, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. I'm Jeff McDonald. I'm Michelle Katsaris. And I'm Elizabeth. You have a great, great rest of your month. And remember to fight for good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.